Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tori. I'm Tracy. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you from believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time today. Turn up the volume and let's go. Hey, housewives, welcome back. Hey, housewives, we're going to talk about a fun topic, confidence. We're going to really take a minute and ask ourselves the question of, hey, are we confident women? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we want, something that we want to instill in our children, right? Being confident. I think for women in particular, it's hard to be confident. I mean, men can walk into a room and own it immediately, but confidence for women, I think is a little bit harder. Yeah. And I think for those women that already have the confidence and can walk into a room with it, it may not be perceived as confidence, which it should be. Right. Because some people, yeah, I think there's sometimes a negative connotation with that too. Absolutely. And so we're going to just have you question that in asking yourself, am I confident? Are you confident in who you are? What you look like? How you feel? Are you confident in how you're feeling? And are you confident in who you are becoming? Your voice creaked on that. I did. That was, I'm sorry. I had to say it. (laughs) I'll get warmed up here in a minute. Tracy the mouse (laughs) is now with us. And well, our review this week is from Melissa Bat. You guys heard her on a previous episode. She says, I am so excited to binge all your episodes. I've followed you for a year and you are so full of speaking wisdom and authenticity. Thank you for speaking truth and talking about all the things nobody else wants to talk about. Thank you. Confidence. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Thank you so much, Melissa. And y'all, let's be real. We may be running out of reviews, so we need, we need to, some more. We need some more. So if you haven't written a review yet, I'm talking to you. Yes, you pause this, hit the five stars at the bottom of your podcast, and then select type a small review. Even if it's two sentences, it makes a big difference. Also, if you have found value in this podcast, then I bet somebody else you know would find value in this podcast. So then share it on your social media pages. We would and tag us. Tag us. Yes, we want to know please. which episode you're listening to, what you like, and what your thoughts are. So tag us. Share away. Yes. Well, our episode today is not just about confidence. It's about God-sized confidence. Yes. And we want to share some stories and encouragement and help you step into a confidence that is not one of arrogance or of pride, but is one that is unshakable because between you and God, there's no one that should ever come in between to shake that confidence. Yes. Nothing can take you from the clutches of God's hands. Amen. So one of the stories that I wanted to share about God-sized confidence for me was, I mean, obviously, us stepping into this podcast is a... Big-time confidence. Big-time confidence, yes. I mean, you don't just invest your time and resources into something that you're unsure about. This was something that you and I both discussed and knew that God was calling us straight to, and that... I think our husbands looked at us 
for the longest, they still look at us like, we're not real sure what you're doing. And I'm pretty sure they only think that there are only 47 listeners. And that's all we may have, actually. Not true. We have a lot. Oh, all 47 (laughs) of you were so thankful. But I think that when we said, this is what we're doing, this is what God's called us to do, they looked at us and they're like, I... A what? I don't understand. Why? Because it's different. Right. And so just because we had the confidence because we're like, well, God, calls the people in our lives didn't necessarily have the same. Now, our men are strong Christian men who follow and love God. And just because they were like, are you sure? Or don't, you know, like, are you opening some doors that you don't necessarily want to walk through? Just because they were, didn't make them not they want to protect us. They want to protect us. They also would put us out there. Right. Which we have definitely put ourselves out there. Yeah. (laughs) But it didn't make us any less confident in what God had asked us to do. It also didn't change our mind. Well, we each have our own relationship with God. And when we felt called to do something and led by him, that is absolutely where we are. We're driven. Right. And we're in alignment with him. Right. And God doesn't have to share his plans for you with anybody else. That is so true. Right. So I think one thing that makes me reminded of our episode with Stephanie about fostering and how she felt God had spoken to her that they were going to have a baby within a year. And Mm -hmm. she didn't tell Jeremy that because she's like, well, I don't know if I heard him right. Yeah. You know, and so like God spoke to Mary first before he spoke to Joseph. Mm -hmm. So anyways, one episode. That's how you know you're doing a podcast live. You (laughs) put things in episodes. So one circumstance that made me think about the confidence thing is like, where have I really put my faith on the line? Like, I'm going to jump over this and believe that I will be caught And I, for me, I can't do a whole lot of specifics, but I will say in 2017, I was going through some stuff and I was getting ready for a big change. My life could change or it, well, either way it was going to change, but there was something that could drastically change my life. And I saw it counsel from the pastor who baptized me the two years prior. And then I also talked to two faithful women of God who were in my Bible study, who knew me, who knew my heart, knew where I was at. And I was talking to them and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm at a crossroads. Do I do this? Do I not? And all three of them told me not to do it. And they said, don't do this. This is not a smart decision. If you are going to do this, then you need to have X, Y, and Z in place. And from the beginning of that situation moving, I heard a small, still voice tell me, you're going to do this. It's going to look crazy, but I need you to have crazy faith. I've got you. And I talked things through for months with people. And yet at the end, they looked at me and just kind of shook their heads. And I said, I've got to do what I, what God's telling me to do. And they just said, okay, now, of course, they were trying to protect me. Yeah. They were bringing in their own biblical wisdom, their knowledge. They were doing what was best, what they thought was best for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like with the knowledge that were given, but God was giving me a different direction and he didn't tell them that, but I did something that I, that three people who I sought wisdom from and advice from 
I did the complete opposite. And I think that that was a huge step for me in my confidence with God. Yeah. I think we all, I mean, through our whole lives, we each have obviously a different journey and a different walk. And I think, you know, I had some moments in high school, obviously more moments in college, like over time you start to see, okay, I prayed for this. God answered my prayer. I prayed for this. He answered my prayer. It doesn't always answer it the way you think it's going to be. Right. But when you start to see his faithfulness, that builds your confidence that he's been with you through the highs and the lows. And that is what has built my confidence in listening to God and obviously spending time with him and in prayer and having a very active prayer life. That is when you see that faithfulness. But don't you think too, that even if you're not praying, like for the years that I was not very close Uh with God, like the relationship, like those years I was not praying and talking to God and things like that. But I can look back now and go, Oh my, he Lanta. Yeah. He He still had you. He still had me. He was still faithful. Like I dodged a bullet. Yep. Multiple times. I mean, matrix style. And like, so that's something that if you can look back and have that reflective attitude and go, I mean, you have to give the credit to God. You can't say that was like chance or luck. Mm -hmm. But if you have a relationship with God anyways, luck and chance doesn't mean anything. It doesn't exist. Right. Well, I think with the confidence, we want to talk about, there's four points of what actually helps you build this God-sized confidence. And the first one actually is to identify what are actually your confidence killers? So you guys know you wake up one day, you feel really good, you're confident, you feel good in your skin, you feel good about what you're going to do, and then you're sidelined. <laughs> Something comes through and you're knocked off your feet. And we each have different things that could kill our confidence. It could be people in our lives, kind of like what Tori said. You know, she had that situation where someone told her maybe that's not a good idea. I mean, when I started my network marketing business seven years ago, my husband, he will be the first to admit it. And he has proclaimed this and told people he was like, yeah, you can go ahead and do that. But don't involve me like that sounds great. Let's just see where this goes. Well, I think he loves his involvement on the Hawaii trips and that we have a company paid car and that I do make six figures. Like, I think he sees that now, but he was trying to protect me from doing something that he thought, again, wouldn't maybe align with our family. And he couldn't have been any more wrong. But I knew God had laid it on my heart. I had been helped and changed by the products that I use. And I wanted to share that with other people. Right. And that was the gift that God has given me is the gift of helping others and sharing. And so that is kind of my story of one point of listening to my own personal confidence and not letting him knock me off my feet. Not that he was intentionally trying to, like I said, but there are people in your lives. It could be your mom. It could be your spouse. It could be, you know, a coworker that you're like, I'm going to go for this promotion. And they're like, yeah, I don't know that you qualify. Right. And uh, it reminds me of the story of Job. When you think of the story of Job, you think about the, the man who lost everything and that God restored everything tenfold, which is amazing. However, there is a part of the story where he is speaking to friends who he believes has his best interest in heart. And they're telling him like, hey, you lost it all because you did X, Y, Z. You sinned against God. You you need to repent. And Job knew like, no, that's not what happened. And again, those people, while they had good intentions and trying to shine light in, you know, what they thought was 
Job's blind spot was not a blind spot at all. And they were still wrong. And that's something that, you know, like we said earlier, is that God doesn't have to tell anybody's plan, his plan for you to anybody else. Yeah. And I think with when we're talking just about people in general, I mean, this is our first kind of like people can knock you off or, you know, pick you back up. I think we both have this perspective or have had at some point in time that, well, if people like me, if they like what I'm saying, if I'm respected, well, that's going to build my confidence. Now, you and I both know, and we've struggled, we're podcasters, we now officially have, you know, we're what, 20 episodes in, there have been very long lulls of nobody personally saying, great podcast, I loved your message. Like, but we know every single week when we record and we share that everything that we say will fall on ears and it's it's in God's hands. He's going to use it. He's going to put it in front of people who need to hear it. That's not my job. I don't have to know how it's all going to work out because that's his plan. And that's why we will continue to show up every week, use our voice and speak from experience in an encouragement. Well, and the timeline's not ours either. Right. Right. Like God can use your story beginning, middle or end. He's going to use it how he sees fit. Now, I don't hope this happens, but I mean, like you look at an artist, how much their works are worth so much more once they're long gone. Mm-hmm. This podcast, I mean, could very well be the same thing. This is, you know, because anything that's on the internet lives there forever. Right. <laughs> Listen to that. Remember <laughs> that. Okay. <laughs> anything that's on the internet lives forever. You cannot delete anything. That's mine. It's a personal side note. Just remember <laughs> that before you share anything. You. Well, and I think another big confidence killer is the I'll be happy when. Mm-hmm. Because we always, we are not living in the present. You're saying, I'll be happy when I get that promotion. I'll be happy when our family is complete. I'll be happy when, like, you're not living confidently in what you have. And you're giving so much credit to something that may never happen. Right. And that is hard. Yeah. And you're putting God in a box. Right. I had a very long season of that. I'd put God in a box and it was, I'll be happy when I hit this or when I do this or when I achieve this. And well, what if that's not all God has for you? Like you don't get to put him in a box. You don't get to decide. Right. But if you're in alignment of your spiritual gifts and you're in alignment of feeling like you are absolutely obeying and walking in and being obedient, then hopefully that God is not in that box and you can see beyond, hey, maybe it's not the timeline, maybe it's not the plan that you can see, but you are walking and you're feeling confident because you know it's his plan. Right. It's the, we think that if our circumstances change, then we'll be confident. If I lose the 50 pounds, if I have X amount in my bank account, you know, once I find Mr. Right. We think that those things are going to create a confidence. Those external factors are going to create a confidence. And when that is not... I want to take that further into into the seasons that we're in. You know, when our marriage is this way, when we're at this level, or when our kids are successful or achieving this or on a roll, whatever, you know, we start to say, well, if this happens with our kids, well, then that I, I did my part. I'm a good mom. Right. Well, how about what you're doing right now is that you're a good mom. You right. know, like we need that confidence that we are doing the best in everything that we do. And that comes from God. Absolutely. And you can't hand that over to an external factor um, for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about the biggest probably one that knocks us all off our feet and especially women is comparison. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, you compare everything, you know, and comparison is the thief of joy takes it all away. Because if you're looking at, say, social media or someone else's life or their highlight reel and you're going, why isn't my marriage look like that? Why doesn't my family look like that? You know, my job, et cetera. Why didn't I earn that trip? Or, oh, look at all the vacations that they get to go on. Y'all don't know what everybody does behind the scenes. You can see a picture. I always, I always try to be super real about a picture that I share of even my husband and I. We have a great relationship. He is my best friend, but marriage is freaking hard. And neither one of us are going to deny that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's something about that, like just that honesty of, hey, we have been through some really hard seasons. You know, if anyone wants to compare their marriage to us, come talk to us about the dirty part. <laughs> Not yeah. The dirty part. <laughs> wow. This part. is this. <laughs> That's what she said. Wow. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should compare some other things. <laughs> um, back to comparison. Back to comparison. <laughs> it is. I. You just. It gives you this feeling of not enough of, and it also leans into the I'll be happy when that season two. And so there's something in that. Also, the other two that I think are somewhat related is achievements and money. I think those two, some of that is we have Enneagram threes as friends like <laughs> um, that I'm thinking of. Like, but for the the money, money provides security. Like money yeah. is a sense of security for some. And if you didn't grow up with a lot and then you have this idea that if I have this much money, then I will be successful, be successful or I will be safe or I feel confident that my family can handle anything if that's the case. And I think that's deceiving. I think especially now where money is, I want to say, is not even real. I mean, if you look at the current, polit like, <laughs> I won't say politics, if the current status of money, I mean, banks can freeze your money <laughs> unless you're hiding it under a mattress. And there's so much, like, so your money can be gone in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Like, it does not matter. I mean, take a look at the stock market. You can lose it all all and have, I mean, again, anything that you've saved in the bank account can be gone just because somebody turned it off, which is mind blowing. But that also backs you up and go, okay, my confidence is not what I have in the bank. Mm -hmm. My confidence is, and if something happens that God's got me and he'll figure it out. Yeah. And that reminds me of the Bible verse, the scripture that talks about like, God even takes care of the sparrows feeds them. They don't worry about where they get food. They know mm -hmm. that their food is taken care of. And aren't you worth more than a sparrow? Yeah. And I think we all have those moments where, you know, we're going through the motions. And I think just in business and even with this, we've already had our moments of going, okay, what's next? You know, what can we do to get us to the next level? Yes, we have to work. And yes, we have to work hard. But ultimately, to show up, do the work, do our best and trust. Because again, it may just be our 47 listeners for the rest. For the she, is, she is really lowballing us here. <laughs> Setting the bar low, y'all. Then when, when I'm really surprised. <laughs> I think the next big topic, obviously, you know, I, we've identified the confidence killers. 
And those are things that everybody kind of is going to have their own and you have to each identify your own, you know, like that's not for us to decide because we're each going to have, you know, seasons in our life where different things change, but we need to be praying, like praying for things. And I have a question for you because I know I struggle with this. What is the hardest thing for you to pray about? Emotions, sin, your needs. I would say emotions and sin. Like I will, believe it or not, I don't like feelings. I avoid feelings like the plague. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a feeler. I want exactly. all the emotions, the so highs, you the can, lows, and everything in between. <laughs> you can have them all. I will pass them off. Yeah, which that's is the problem. Then I take them all and I'm an empath and then I carry them and then I weigh down. However, that's how I can pray. Like I, yeah. I definitely can pray for others. I can definitely intercede on others' behalf because that is what I know I can do to release those emotions. But my biggest thing is I cannot pray. Like I can, I struggle with praying for dreams, big things, like realizing that God is so much bigger than I hope I have a great day today. <laughs> like, yeah. I hope my, my morning goes well. I hope, you know, our recording is successful. Like I'm so daily, I'm so small minded when it comes to prayers versus going, God, I'm praying that you reach tens of thousands of people with this podcast, you know, like just those kinds of prayers. Those are things. And I, even with my other business, you know, it's really hard to make those big prayers and knowing that he's going to do it. I believe it. I just don't communicate that. I think when I, okay. So the emotion side of things, which I was going to say too, is it's funny because that's God's sense of humor is that I'm the one that deals with depression and that's all about feeling. (laughs) So there you go. Go back and listen to episode 16. If you would (laughs) like to hear Tori feel. But for the sin, I think the sins, like the daily sins, like the little stuff, like the words that I said in my head when I was dropping my kids off at school in the carpool lane, mm-hmm. like those are little things that I, you know, don't think about asking for forgiveness. And I'm like, eh, I didn't kill anybody today. It's good. You yeah. know, like. But those are things like the the reason that we're talking about this is these are the things that chip away at your confidence. The little things that we can't give to God and we can't pray about big things and little things. Yeah, they do. They chip away at your confidence. You're not trusting enough. You're not giving it enough to him. And if we remain with those emotions or those sins and we just continue to just kind of hide those things of, well, you know, I want to be successful, but I don't want to come across that way. So I'm not going to pray about it. Right. Like that's, or we don't want to ask for it because then what happens if we don't get it? Right. Yeah. Like then we're a failure. Like there's so much Mm -hmm. with this prayer, like world and these thoughts that, you know, like you stay insecure. You stay unchanged. You stay where you are because you're not stepping into that connection and praying. And like, God knows your heart, simple, plain and simple. He knows what you're thinking, what you want, what you desire. He knows everything about you. Okay. Have you ever thought about like, because I went through a season of this is God already knows what I'm thinking. I don't need to pray about it. Have you ever thought that like, yeah, I think about that all the time, but if you're not willing to say it to him, well, I mean, (laughs) but it's like almost like a not effective, like I being productive, like, okay, well, I don't really need, God knows what's I'm, what I'm thinking and what I'm worrying about. That's something that I've, I've thought about before. I've just like, well, he already knows what I'm thinking and what I want, you know, Mm -hmm. like, but I think it's the time 
to have that like communication, right? Yeah. Like it, that's we that's talk your relationship building, right? And I think that's something. But I just had to say that because I I can't be the only one that's ever thought that. I'm right. Like, well, he already knows, so I don't have to pray. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are going. Well, yeah, that's kind of how I've been. You mean twenty of the forty seven that yes. are out now? <laughs> Well, it sounds like we need to be praying for more listeners. (laughs) No, I think honestly to wrap up this portion, this, you know, more prayerful to build your confidence is shedding light and giving to God things that are stirring in your heart that's holding you back, that's keeping you unchanged. You know, we have to be courageous in speaking it to him and bringing it out. And I think honestly, this whole topic on confidence, we we were talking about it from an experience that conversation that you had with someone that was like, how are you so confident? How can you be so bold? You know, and, and I've definitely had people ask me that too. And I'm like, listen, I am not a confident person. I, I am, you know, I've struggled with so much uh, self-talk and we each have our own insecurities, insecurities, right? But I have seen his faithfulness time and time again, when I step out of that comfort zone and turn my back on those insecurities. And I say, you know what? I'm going to walk confidently with, with you and trust him. And that is where we really are. We want you guys to have the courage that we do. We want you to be brave to step into that next phase of, okay, this is, I want to write this book. I want to start this job. I want to mom and pop shop something. We want to encourage you to do that with confidence with him. And I think it goes, like you were saying, is that so let's let's back up like Tracy and I, we have not always had this strong relationship with God that we have. Right. We have not always been able to talk to God like that. I have gotten to a point to where in my conversations with God and I call them conversations that I can be mad. I can say things and well, two stories. One, one of my children got in trouble and she was sent to her room. And she was really, really upset. And I heard her talking to God. God, this is the worst day ever. God, why me? Why Why did this? And I was almost proud because it was the little, like the little conversation of you can ask God why. He can handle your doubt. He can handle the name calling. He can handle all of that if you will give it to him. And I mean, when people will, I think Jill even said, yeah, in that episode, episode uh, Mama in Waiting episode, I believe that is episode 13. Don't quote me on that. But she said, F you, mm-hmm. because she was so upset. And if you don't know what it feels like to have that true, authentic, without holding anything back with God, like that conversation is is really meaningful. The other thought I was going to say is that no matter where you are in your relationship with God, that he is still faithful. He still has you. Mm -hmm. So rewind to, I got saved when I was seven years old in the back of a church van. That sounds worse than actually is. (laughs) (laughs) On the way home from camp. (laughs) Church camp. Still not sounding great. Anyways. uh, Okay. And you know, you go through seasons of I went to church in middle school. I went to church in high school. I even went to I left my parents church and found my own church. It was a very traditional Methodist church. It was lovely. And then I was in college and I got married young. I got married when I was uh, 21 years old. 
and Andrew, we won't say how old he was because um, then you'll start to do the math. And that's, <laughs> and that's weird. But I did not have the relationship, the confidence I have in God that I have now, right? Like yeah. I, I wouldn't say that I had a great prayer life. I wouldn't say I was going to church every Sunday. I wouldn't say that I relied on God for 50% of my life. That's anyways. But I remember the day that I got married, getting married young, right? People have concerns. Tori, are you sure you want to do this? Y'all know the end of the story, so we're good. But (laughs) Tori, are you sure you want to do this? I've got a car. We can go. It's not a big deal. Like, we'll figure the rest out. They'll understand. Like, do not feel like you have to do this. You're not locked in. And I remember walking around my best friend's neighborhood because I stayed with her that night. And I remember having a conversation with God. And I remember like... God, I don't remember the last time I prayed, but I need to know, is this where you want me? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Am I supposed to be with Andrew? If I am not, tell me, mm-hmm. don't let me do this. Close this door, like close it. And I just walked around the neighborhood for 20 minutes. And after that walk, I had such a peace, no nerves. I was not nervous on my wedding day whatsoever. Yeah. My father was more nervous than I was. (laughs) Love you, dad. But it was like, I just had this over. So when people asked, even, you know, as I'm putting the dress on and they're going, are you sure? Like, again, when you get married young people, this is why. Yeah. You know, they not a whole lot of protection. Yes. Again, (laughs) all good intentions. It wasn't anything about Andrew. It wasn't anything about like that. He's not, you know, this is not where you're supposed to, but it was all protection and we love you and want the best for you. And this is, you know, we're offering this to you. And if Mm you feel like you're doing that. And I couldn't say that the day after I felt like my relationship with God was like, oh, amazing. But I can look back 14 years and say, oh my gosh, look at this. Like that is a moment of his faithfulness when I was not on my knees every single day and all that. Yeah. And I I love that story. I mean, I think we each have, like you said, each season of our life, we have been so much more confident, so much more trusting, like seeing his faithfulness than others. And for those that are listening, this may be brand new for people and trying to figure out, well, how do I communicate with God? You know, how do I build this relationship? How do I gain this confidence? And a lot of people are going to ask the question, well, how did you get there? You know, we did, this didn't happen overnight for us. No, no. <laughs> this come and we're still working on it. Let's say that. Yeah. It comes through practice, just like anything, being consistent daily. Being consistent daily in one, making the decision mm-hmm. that your confidence comes from him and asking him for confidence. I mean, that's a simple prayer, right? Like, right. God, please give me the confidence to do, you know, to do your will, to do your calling, to step out of my comfort zone, to quit putting you in a box. Give me that confidence. Two, I would say to take 10 minutes, look back on your life, look back on the, everybody uses the word blessings, right? Mm -hmm. Look at the biggest blessings of your life. Look at the biggest hardships of your life and how you got out of them. Where was God's faithfulness in that? Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you look back and see how every single time he was faithful, man, I dated some winners when I was <laughs> in high school and God was faithful. Mm, yeah. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Right. <laughs> faithful to get me to Andrew. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you that when I was like 
10 years old, I wrote a list of all the things that I wanted in a guy. Oh, wow. I found this on a legal pad. It was like front, back, like three pages. Like I'm talking brown hair, brown eyes, like all the things, which I obviously didn't get the hair part, but... <laughs> oh, poor thing. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Love my husband. As I tell my friends that... When your husband goes bald, it's going to take some getting used to. My husband's always been bald, so I don't have to have that (laughs) crisis when his hair shows up on the pillow. But I prayed as a teenager. I hated dating. And I prayed, God, please, I want to marry early. And I met Andrew my freshman year of college. I was 18 years old. I actually met him my senior year of high school, but we didn't start dating until my freshman year. Like, that yeah. is something that I didn't even think about until I started thinking about the things that I, I wanted as a kid. like yeah. that, and Connecting all the dots. Connecting all the dots. When you start connecting all the dots, you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, he answered oh, that prayer. Yeah. Like, We've got so many. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. But then the other thing that I would say on developing that confidence daily is if you are not in the scripture, if you do not know what is in that Bible, what are God's words, then... You don't know what his voice sounds like. Right. You don't know what his faithfulness looks like. Like there's so many cliches that people think are in the Bible. Yeah. Like even this morning, I reminded my girls and one of them just said, that's not fair. And I said, doesn't say life is fair in the Bible. Yeah. (laughs) Where where did you get that? Like none of that. And I think that so many times we run to devotionals, we run to Bible studies, and we run to sermons. I'm totally guilty of it. I will put on a podcast sermon series and I will just listen. And if you're not careful, there's if they're not reading a whole lot of scripture, if it's not a pastor that does a lot of scripture, like this is this and this and this, then you don't know what the actual Bible is saying. Absolutely. And, well, and just like this podcast, you know, we're here for the encouragement and to motivate you to read more, to learn more. You know, there is nothing greater that we could say that does not come directly from the Bible. I mean, scripture is truth. That is what you need to bounce everything off of. I, I do want to say though, when you're talking about, you know, developing this confidence, obviously we've already said it, it does take time, but so does everything that you do, friends. Like, if you want to hit some health goals, you're going to have to work out. You're gonna, what? I know. You mean if I don't do a hundred crunches for one day, you're like gonna I'm not going to have steel. I'm not going to have that. This is a lie. You guys, this is a lie. Consistency in everything, you know, your nutrition. Yes. I mean, let's talk about like, if you want to ha- build relationships with people, I mean, you didn't, you know, go on one date and say, okay, let's get married tomorrow. Right. Like, <laughs> You had to build confidence in the relationship. Like you have to build on it. So I think when this conversation and topic came up for us, you know, it it did originally come out of a conversation where someone said to you, like, you just seem so confident in talking about this. Well, it's just not within us. I mean, we had to build it. Oh, and let's be clear. My answer was, it's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, because I am, I may be an Enneagram seven. I may be a blue personality. I can walk into a room and talk to people that I don't know. None of that comes from me. Like, yeah. it's just a, I mean, one, God gave me this personality. So love it or leave it. <laughs> this is who I am, guys. Yeah, got to. But step in it. like you said, it doesn't happen overnight. We are not who we used to be. And that's okay. Like yes. two years ago, I don't think that I would share what I share on social media. And 
I think I want to wrap up with this and you can tell me no if you want. <laughs> you can say no, no. I'm not done. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is a little bit different than everything else that I post on my Facebook and and the Unlikely Housewives. I'm not real shy on that. And that is you're going to laugh an act of obedience on that of what I'm what I share on that. I won't go into details about it, but you can go find it yourself. But I had somebody message me and said, thank you. Thank you for continuing to post this stuff because it scares me to share it in my stories. It scares me. And because you are so bold in it, I can be bold in it too. Mm -hmm. And I said, Thank you for that response because one, when you post things that are very strong beliefs, you can get a lot of hate for it, right? You get a lot of pushback. And I think that this is exactly like the confidence in God, that if you show that you have confidence in God, somebody else will see it in you and say, thank you. Yes. And it has the ripple effect. And whatever that confidence is, I mean, sure, it doesn't seem like a big deal handing your social media over to God and saying, how do you want me to use this platform? However, it is a very large, huge platform that reaches a lot of people. It can. And that, yeah, it can. And that I is- do have more than 47 followers on that. <laughs> so, but, but the point, you're making a very good point that we share on social media for the hopes of educating, inspiring, encouraging, or motivating someone else to step into something else, right? Or to move forward. Right. And that's what you go to social media for as well. And I think unintentionally, people are just starting to realize that, right? That's why influencers are influencers now. When Facebook started in 2005, that's not what it was. No. It was you were sharing the pictures to show grandma and grandpa three and states away. You lived away from, yep. Yeah, you were your to, life. to reconnect with your high school friends, good, bad, or ugly. Now it's different. You do not use social media the same way. Now, some people do only use social media for that purpose. However, A lot of people want and realize that part of that is like they can share their gifts via social media. Like Mm -hmm. you said, educate, entertain, influence, inspire, encourage, all those things. And so if that is how you want to live your life as a whole, not just on a three by five phone screen, Mm -hmm. then it starts with making choices on the daily. Yeah. And I I really think that you know, when we're talking about this confidence, I mean, naturally social media really comes in (laughs) easily, but that's also where when we're talking about what can kill your confidence, it's comparison. It comes from there. And seeking other people's approvement. Yeah. Improvement. No. Seeking approval. Approval. That's it. Thank you. (laughs) Well, and I mean, you think about what's out there. I mean, we were talking about it before, like there's Dr. Phil, there is Tony Robbins, there's Oprah, there's all these people that can breathe encouragement and life into you, right? Like America's pastors. Yes. uh, So many. Yeah. And I mean, maybe we fall, not maybe at that caliber, but we fall in that same place of, Hey, we're just someone who's encouraging you. But what you need to do and our call to action for you is to find one piece of scripture that aligns with building your confidence. Where do you need to seek his guidance, his really word for you, and then really just focus on it for the next week, maybe even the next month, just build your confidence in finding that one piece of scripture that is going to help you. I love that. One I would recommend a good place to start would be Ephesians chapter one, 
that talks about a lot of what we are. I am mm-hmm. loved. I am chosen. That's a good place. The other one is the sparrow scripture, which I cannot we'll put it in the show notes. We can put it in the show notes. <laughs> yes, we can. The other one is the we were not made for a spirit of fear and we were made for I'll put that one in the show notes too. Yeah. You guys see that this is more her gift than mine <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I also can remember song lyrics. So Yeah, I struggle with that too. Have me quote song lyrics and I can start singing me. That'll be another episode. <laughs> the karaoke well, episode. You, episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you, housewives, for joining us today. We just pray for you to walk out and be confident in your slippers or stilettos, right? Preach. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated. Bolder and braver than yesterday stronger and more faithful for tomorrow, but living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook. Find our link in the show notes. Be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, freely, and be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.